What is up? What is up? <laughs> Let's go, boys. Hello, hello. Right, so this is our um, uh, 17th episode. Uh, we got some uh, rapper debates today. And then just, mm-hmm. you know, some more sports news. Top five NFL defensive players. Um, we finally uh, made it to Apple Podcasts. So um, yeah. make sure you go subscribe. Leave us a nice review. Highly appreciated. And uh, we're just going to get into our uh, first debate. Uh, Drew, I believe this was your idea. So why don't you go on ahead and introduce it? Sure. So I um, I had an idea of uh, maybe we could do some rapper debates here on the podcast so we can compare and contrast uh, yes, to the rappers in question, kind of see which one's better, uh, give our opinion. So the first matchup we have here is Kendrick Lamar versus J. Cole. Uh, Jad, do you want to start this off? Yeah, sure. All right. So um, for a couple of these debates, actually, I have a different favorite rapper compared to who's the actual better rapper. I don't know if that really makes sense to you guys, but like it doesn't because you you should like who. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, it okay. So for this, no, it does make sense. I get no, it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's anyway. like when we did the albums and um. I well, mean, well, let's just, let's just okay. Anyways, <laughs> as a quality rapper, Kendrick Lamar, I think, is clearly better than J Cole. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a reason that Lamar takes years to produce albums. I mean, his quality is music. Uh, he's one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's amazing, but. Honestly, I like J. Cole a little better. I like his flow. I like his rhymes. I feel like I relate a little bit more to J. Cole. Um, both these rappers are great. I think, if, once again, if you're looking at pure rapper, uh, Kendrick Lamar is better. But um, I do love J. Cole, and I think I have him ahead of my list. If I'm, if, you know, if I'm driving downtown wanting to listen to a rapper bump some music, I take J. Cole. I, I like uh, Kendrick Lamar better. J. Cole, you know, Middle Child, one of my favorite songs have been on my playlist. Uh, but Kendrick Lamar is just better overall. I mean, he has way more spots on my playlist than J. Cole does. Uh, he, if, if you listen to our uh, top five rappers, I believe uh, Kendrick was either number two or number three on my list. Mm-hmm. So he, he's one of my favorites. Um, great themes, great lyrics. Like Jad's saying, uh, the effort this guy puts into his songs and what he's able to do with them is just unmatched compared to J. Cole. So I've got Kendrick Lamar over J. Cole for me. Uh, both respectable opinions from both of you guys. Uh, for me, <laughs> personally, this one is not very close. I think <laughs> that Kendrick Lamar is a very – he's a generational talent as far as Jeez, rapping goes. Exactly. Um, I do think he's better than J. Cole for sure. I mean, uh, Good Kid, Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly, easily top yes. five to ten rap albums of – not even of the decade of all time, I'm willing Ooh. to go out and say. Uh, incredibly strong discography. I know it does take him a long time to put out some music, but I don't think that Kendrick has ever had a subpar album. He's never really let us like let us down with his uh, albums. I think he's a very talented lyricist. Uh, I own two of his vinyls. I mean, I, I just had to buy them. <laughs> uh, I got Simple Butterfly and Good Kid Mad City on vinyl. Uh, I mean, yeah, just a just a great rapper. Uh, I definitely put him ahead of J. Cole. All right, so our next debate probably going to be one of the most heated heated debates on this entire podcast. <laughs> it's going to be Kanye West versus Drake. And uh, if you haven't listened to us before, Drew is like a Kanye sexual. Oh. Um, so we're just going to go on to this debate. Uh, Jad, who do you got? Uh, so I got Kanye West, this guy. One of the most influential rappers of all time. One of the greatest rappers of all time. If it weren't for his 808s and Heartbreaks album, there'd be none of, like, a lot of these rappers that are out today wouldn't exist. 
I mean, he basically made Drake, so I, it's like, yeah. it's just, he did. everyone knows that. I mean, there wouldn't be any emo rap, as Drew said in the uh, group chat yesterday, uh, without Kanye West. I mean, this just completely changed the game. You know, Autotune was heavily criticized before he made that album, and now you see people like Juice World, like like Lil Baby, all the modern rappers like just abuse Autotune, some, some yeah. Travis Scott. Um, so, I mean, this guy, I don't even think it's really close for me. All right, for me, this isn't even close. I've got Drake. Uh, Drake is my number one rapper. He's got way more hits. Sure, Kanye's a better little emo rapper, but Drake's way more versatile. <laughs> way more versatile. God. God. Um, he has way more hits. This guy's the most iconic rapper of the past decade. It's not even a question. Sure, he's more mainstream, but he's more mainstream for a reason, because he's better. And then no. it's like, Drake, it's like his his lyrics are way better. Um what he's able to do, the themes, the different types of songs Drake is able to do versus what Kanye is able to do. Drake's just overall more talented, more hits, oh my God. way more spots on the playlist. This, like, like Kanye, oh, shoot, and then this idea, playlist. this idea that, that all the Kanye sexuals have, how Kanye is, like, the daddy <laughs> of every single rapper, it's just baloney. Like, human evolution, rapper evolution is going to go on without this guy inventing emo rapper, whatever you want to call it, like, Someone would have done it. Sure, Kanye was probably the founder or whatever you want to say, 808s and Heartbreaks. That's one of the best albums of all time. But, like, Drake is able to do – so many people have been able to do more with it. Um, sure, it's, like, amazing, but Drake is just overall more talented. It's, it's not even a question to me. Okay. So, I got Drake. Okay, so after that very long-winded speech, Dylan, have you ever finished the Kanye West album? <laughs> yeah, disclaimer, I've never finished an entire Kanye West album. So we, you so answer the question from here and there. No, I haven't, okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think the case really doesn't have a point here. This is some of the most idiotic statements I've ever heard come out of Dylan's Jake, mouth. Jake and that's ha- saying like like, Let me finish, Dylan. Let me Kanye. finish. Okay. Kanye West is Easily the most influential rapper of this current generation. If you think that I Drake don't could care be, about influence, if you think that oh Drake my. could be anywhere where he is today without Kanye West, you are absolutely out Drake of your does, mind. Drake does way more things than just rap about how his heart. Gets oh my broken. God, Dylan, you didn't finish his album. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh my. Okay, Kanye West started his career as a producer. He released his debut mixtape in 2003, The College Dropout absolutely polarizing he didn't get anyone to sign him until finally <laughs> rockefeller records signed him that's jay-z's label if you knew anything about rap oh, yeah. you would know that dylan but you don't uh well oh my so god so kanye put himself on the scene he struggled he was broke he was living in chicago he released this mixtape to critical acclaim great mixtape if you want to listen you should check it out uh and then he went on to make the late registration graduation the entire college series 808s and Heartbreak, then my, of course, the masterpiece, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about discography here, Kanye West absolutely blows Drake out of the water. If you're reading This Is It's Too Late, is clearly Drake's best mixtape. And if you stack that against Kanye's best mixtape, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I'll, I will say album for album Kanye, but like overall, like Drake, Drake, I will say. Okay, what do you think that Drake does better? Producing entire albums. Best at producing? Drake doesn't produce anything, dude. No, I did not. When did I say that? When did I say that? You just said producing. You just said Drake is better. Producing (laughs) albums. Producing albums. Kanye West is better at albums, but like singles, Drake's able to do more. He's a better rapper, better Better rapper. Pretty much better 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 at everything other 
than sad rap. Sad rap. You don't even listen to Kanye West. You don't know what kind of music. Standing by that statement till I die. I am standing by that statement till I die. You're an idiot because you don't know how to listen to Kanye West. You don't listen to him. You don't know what you're saying. Oh my god. Have you finished all of Drake's? Drake's run of dominance. Of being the top Run of the game, way longer than Kanye. Are you kidding? Long- this guy's been the Kanye best rapper been since on like top of the rap game from 2004 <laughs> to 2016. Absolutely yeah, ridiculous. I love standing I on really the sidelines here. Jake, but- Jake started to take over like 2010, 2011. No, he did not. Nobody no, Drake him. started to take over. over. Drake started to take over from 2015 onwards. After, if you re- D- Dylan, do you know? What you- no, 2013. I'm so sorry. 2013 onwards, after the release of Take Care, that's okay, when he started okay. blowing up. You had nothing was the same, you had Take Care. You had, that's a great run. I mean, I'm not even going to hate on Drake. I love Drake. I think he's a great artist. He's not even in your top five. Yeah, he's not in my top five for a reason, because I don't think he's top five talent. You think that he's more talented than Kanye he's West? Number, Kanye yeah, West way more talented than Kanye, Kanye West produces, and he doesn't use ghostwriters like Drake. He, um, he's not hiding a child like Drake is. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Way to bring in the personal life. You want to talk about Kanye West and his Trump supporting? <laughs> okay. Well, Drew, you have Drew has a valid point that Dylan, you haven't listened to nearly as much Kanye as you did Drake. Yeah, because so he's not Drake as good. Better? No, it's not. That is he's not, not as good when you don't give him a chance. That's like I mean, that's I like when I, if I only listen to Taylor Swift and I say, "Oh, Taylor Swift <laughs> is." A better singer than uh, Michael Jackson because you don't listen to enough Michael Jackson to know talent when you see it, right? Because you only no, listen like, to one artist. A couple of days ago, I thought J. Cole was way better than Kendrick Lamar, but I sat down, I listened to Kendrick Lamar's album, and I said, okay, this guy's music has so much better quality. Mm-hmm. But so you you have to give the rappers a chance. You can't say one's much better than the other. I've listened one. To Kanye no, West. No, you have not. not as never much finished an album. You have not that as on much the air. You have never finished a Kanye West album. <laughs> okay. I, I still don't see why I can't think Jake is better. I've proven point after You can point. say Drake is better, so I guess. But you're Drake. saying... And your point is that... You're saying he's better at everything. It makes no sense. No, I say, said better at everything other than sad rap. And you want to say... But how do you know he's better at everything if you haven't listened to it? Well, there's no facts. This is all opinion, so. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to go on to the next one. We could do this for, like, Hours. dozens of more minutes. Um, our next one is Baby vs. Gunna. Easy one. Uh, Drew, who do you have? I got a little baby in this one. After my turn. Oh, yeah. After my turn. It was close yeah. for me up until my turn. My turn just shows he's a much better hit maker than Gunna is. Yeah. Honestly, I think that Gunna is probably better on features. That's just my personal opinion. But... Like album wise, um, Lil Baby is so much better than Gunna. Gunna is yeah. a pretty lazy rapper, honestly. I don't like his cadence sometimes. He comes off as kind of boring. But Lil Baby always has energy. His flow is really good. Yes. Uh, my turn, definitely one of the best albums of this year. So I had to give it to Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I completely agree with Drew here. Lil Baby, way better in my opinion. His flow's energy is unmatched. Um, I, I once I saw uh, Gunna kind of go off on his own with Sink or Swim. That's when it really uh, started to dawn on me that Baby is just miles ahead of this guy. Uh, I've got, I've got wait, wait Sink or Sink yeah, or Swim. I mean, you mean yeah. you mean Drip or Drown? <laughs> no, the one with uh, Gunna just on his own, like the one where he's like floating in the swimming yeah, it's Drip or Drown too. Okay, yeah, anyways, uh, Little Baby is far better than Gunna. I mean Gunna. Uh, as Drew said, I think his features are a little better, but this guy cannot 
I mean, it's because they don't want baby to get spots on features. Uh, of little baby on little baby's own songs, he produces much yeah. better music. And I mean, I'm not taking any way, anything away from Gunna. These two make a hit every time they uh, collab. They're an elite duo, in my opinion. But uh, Lil Baby's far better as a solo rapper. All right, moving on to the I, next um, matchup here. We have, uh, honestly, I really like this matchup. Uh, Young Thug versus Future, two trap goats. Uh, Dylan, what do you think? I've got Young mm-hmm. Thug. Um, for me, uh, Future and Thug, I'm not really either one of their biggest fans, but just I've, I've dabbled in very small sample sizes of both of these mm-hmm. rappers. Um, but I just have to give Thug the sh- slight edge okay. for me. Um, I can't really elaborate too much more else on this one. Uh, I, I like Young Thug just better. I also have Young Thug. Uh, if you were to ask me this a few years ago, I would have easily said Future. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my opinion has drastically changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the word, you know, influential. Young Thug sort of made Lil Baby and Gunna. Did, um, yeah. So, like, they're kind of like offsprings of him. Yeah. So, that's what also makes him so great. Uh, yeah, this one is no contest. I got Young Thug. I mean, yeah, Future produces absolute bangers, but Young Thug, his vocal cadence is just unmatched. His uniqueness mm-hmm. as an artist, you can instantly recognize when Young Thug enters a song, he completely takes control. There are very few artists that can do that. Like, artists like that on Features, like Drake, or uh, even, I would even say Playboy Cardi, He's a, he has a very unique voice, although his recent Features have been really <laughs> bad. Not going to talk about that more, though. Uh, yeah, Young Thug, easily. I, his discography is better. Uh, I think that off late, I think that he's been doing a lot better than Future has. Uh, he fathered the new generation of mumble rap, really. And, uh, yeah, he, he's a great rapper. All right, next, we got um, Lil Uzi versus Playboy Cardi. I never really know what's going on with them. They're both, you know, friends, hate each other. But, uh, Drew, give us your opinion. Um, so, for this one, I... I went off my personal enjoyment, my personal bias here. I, I went with Playboy Cardi. Uh, Rapping-wise, uh, Lil Uzi is a lot better than Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi, <laughs> rapping-wise, is terrible. Uh, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the guy, but he can't rap at all. Uh, I think that Cardi just has a uniqueness to his music that no one else in the music industry has. Like, I've never heard a Cardi... Kind of imitator, other than I mean, unless you count like Trippy Red, those stupid snippets that he released <laughs> that were literal Playboy Cardi lyrics. Uh, but yeah, I'm just gonna have to go with Playboy Cardi just because I enjoy his music more. I can play it a lot more than I can with Uzi. Uzi's definitely better as an artist. He's more talented, but I, I just like Playboy Cardi more. For me, this is a no-brainer. I've got Uzi. I mean, Eternal Take, Love Is Rage. Just way better than what I've seen Cardi be able to produce. Um, this guy always gets played in our car rides. Um, <laughs> I I just like Uzi a bit better. Cardi, I mean, this guy's what he did to Drake's songs. I'm I'm never gonna be able to forgive him for this. Uh, I just like Uzi a lot better in my opinion. Yeah, I also got a little Uzi. I mean, I've never really been a big Playboy Cardi fan. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's some sort of like bandwagon going on with little Uzi. And yeah, I, admit, I'm, I, I hopped on. I wasn't yes, really a big fan of him a couple I years hate ago, the bandwagon. but now I love him. Um, easily better quality music than Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Um, I get Cardi's sort of a vibe. He's yeah. unique. But just what he's put out lately, you know, at yeah, Man, that, and that was ruining disappointing. Uh, Pain 1993. It's just, I mean, uh, 
Shout out my boy Rev. He says he's on the verge of falling off, and I could not agree more. <laughs> yep. All right, so our next one is X versus Juice. May God bless both of these guys' <laughs> souls, but we're going to go on ahead and debate them anyway. Uh, for me, I have Juice World. Uh, I just like his flow a little bit mm-hmm. better than X. Um, they both do the same type of rap, but I just like Juice's lyrics mm-hmm. a bit better. Uh, his flow, just the overall song, is. I just am uh, able to enjoy more than uh, X here. So uh, I also have Juice World. I mean, just so much more relatable. I, I love that guy. I'm... I was kind of sad when he died. I was really mm-hmm. sad, actually. Uh, he His album, Goodbye, Good Riddance, one of my favorite albums of all time. And, I mean, X, I never really liked his music. Uh, he had some personality mm-hmm. issues that he was yeah. kind of trying to fix. Um, so, I mean, uh, but no one deserves to die, obviously. So, uh, mm-hmm. may they both rest in peace. Yeah, so this one was kind of close for me. I'm not a huge fan of Juice World or X. I mean... Do they have some songs that I do like? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I have to give the edge to Juice World here. I feel like he's more talented than X is. Uh, I think that I would rather listen to a Juice World song than I would an X song. I think that X was definitely influential towards Juice's style of rapping. You can really see the similarities there. But uh, I, I'm i just going to have to go with Juice World just because – I. I don't listen to X as much as I do with Juice World. All right, so that's going to wrap up our rapper debate. We're going to move into some sports segments. And our ranked for today is the top five NFL defensive players of all time. Uh, so, Jad, let's just get started. Right, number, number five, five. I got primetime Deion Sanders. I mean, <laughs> one of the most exciting players in NFL history at the cornerback mm-hmm. position. This mm-hmm. guy was a great corner. He's an uh, inspiration to a lot of young football players who inspire to be like him. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I'm not going to go any further. I have him at my number five. Uh, my number five, mm-hmm. I have Ronnie Lott. Uh, what this guy was able to do at the cornerback position for four years, transferring to free safety. This guy's great in uh, zone coverage, just lurking at the top of the defense, can come down, play run support. He's one of the hardest mm-hmm. hitters of all time. Uh, he's just super versatile, and that's what kind of separates him from mm-hmm. a lot of the other safeties that – you could say like mm-hmm. Brian Dawkins or uh, all these other safeties. I just I really like Ronnie Lott's play style. Uh, so At my I number, number five, five, I also have Deion Sanders. I mean, Dad hit the nail on the head with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much left to say. Absolutely electrifying player. Great corner. Uh, I mean, his time with the Falcons. I mean, he was great. Uh, so yeah, he's my number five. Uh, my number four, I have middle linebacker Ray Lewis. This might be one of a, a surprise, but this guy off the field, uh, <laughs> not like off the field, but like uh, in no, the off the room, field. Let's one talk of the about best that. leaders. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, let's not talk about that. But uh, in the locker room, this guy is a great inspiration to his football team. Kind of set the tone for the Raiders being like, or the Ravens, excuse me, being one of the stingy defenses. Uh, this guy is great in run support. Another big hitter. Uh, one of the best one-on-one tacklers of all time. I mean, nobody wanted to be hit by this man. Uh, it's probably be one of the most painful experiences mm-hmm. of all time. The Ray Lewis dance is super <laughs> iconic. What he's able to do for such a long period of time, too, with the Ravens. Uh, you just have to give this man props. A uh, great overall linebacker. So he's my number four. At my number four, I got Deacon Jones, uh, defensive end. And uh, he actually played before uh, sacks were mm-hmm. recorded. But uh, according to mm. Pro Football Weekly, uh, they once reported that he had 173.5 sacks Whoa. in his career. And, I mean, that is crazy. And um, from 1964 to 1968, 
He racked up 20.5 mm-hmm. sacks per season. So if they were Ooh. really a stat back then, he, I think he would be even mm-hmm. higher on this list. But uh, obviously they didn't record it. But the it doesn't take away from the fact that he was a menace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so number four, I went with uh, Reggie White of Green Bay Packers and Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. fame. Uh, I think he's a great defensive lineman and absolute asset for both of these teams. Uh, I think he's a very solid defensive player, uh, and he definitely deserves the number four spot on my list. All right, my number three, I have uh, Reggie White. <laughs> Uh, one thing I like, I would want to say here is I think defensive uh, pass rushers are one of the most important positions defensively, probably the most in my opinion. I mean, quarterbacks by far the most offensive, uh, important position. Who's going to take care of those guys? These pass rushers. Reggie White is just a freak in the pass game. Great run stopper too. Uh, like you said, his Eagles stint probably one of the greatest pass rushing performances of all time. Uh, this guy was ready to just. Go out there, you know, sack the quarterback. That's what he was assigned to do. That's what he did for so many years. Uh, easily one of the best defensive players of all time. So, number three for me. All right, number three, uh, I got a player that Dylan mentioned before, mm-hmm. Ronnie Lott. I mean, he made first-team All-Pro yep. as a rookie. His first four seasons exactly. played cornerback. All four seasons, he went to the Pro Bowl, switched over to safety. Mm-hmm. This guy's a hard hitter. He's mm-hmm. very versatile. Um, I love this guy I love in my Ronnie ultimate Lott, yeah. team. Same. Uh, he's not the highest he's overall, amazing. but he's very uh, – He's got the heart, you know. Consistent. Yeah, and so, yeah, he's on my number three. Uh, So, at my number three, I also have Ronnie Lott. I mean, really versatile defender. (laughs) uh, Great corner. San Francisco 49ers team. Uh, Another thing uh, that needs to be said about him is competitive fire. The guy actually, like, literally cut off his own finger just so that he could play. Uh, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous (laughs) – uh, commitment you have to have to, to your uh, craft to, to do something like that. Um, yeah, so I had to put him on my number three. All right, my number two is Deion Sanders. I have no Ooh. idea what you guys whoa, are doing, whoa, but whoa. him at number five. That is so blatantly, blatantly disrespectful, disrespectful to me. Um, number two and number one were very close for me. One of the only reasons this guy was put ahead of Ronnie or Deion Sanders mm-hmm. is because of the position that he plays. Uh, Deion Sanders is the textbook mm-hmm. NFL defensive cornerback. This guy's an absolute freak, can shadow man-to-man against any receiver in the entire game. He's sitting with the Falcons, Cowboys. I mean, this guy was absolutely locked down, locked down. I mean, this guy's confidence is one of the reasons I love him so much. I love confident Coffee. players. This guy is going to talk the trash. He was going to walk the walk <laughs> and talk the talk, as Miss uh, Robles would once say. Uh, this guy is just so dominant. Um He's been, like Jad said, an inspiration to the youth. Um, I don't really give points for that. I'm sticking to strictly on the field. But Deion Sanders is easily the best uh, secondary mm. player of all time. I had a really uh, long, hard, he- heartfelt conversation whoa, with whoa, myself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put him at the number two spot instead <laughs> of the number one. Disturbing. This guy is Dylan, Dylan you realize you can back. call other people oh. just because we can't see each other. <laughs> <laughs> at my number two, okay. I got Reggie White. I mean, his three-year run between 1986 and uh, 1988 was crazy. He made all-pro all three seasons. He had 57 sacks in 44 games. I mean, when you average more than a sack a game, that is absolutely you yeah. know, mind-boggling. And uh, you guys have already mentioned him before. And he's at and my number two. two. I don't know if you guys have him on your list because uh, I had a pretty clear-cut number one. Uh, 
Number two, I have a mean Joe Green, or as Flight refers to him, Joe Mean Green. Uh, this guy is the absolute cornerstone <laughs> of that legendary 70s uh, Steelers defense, the Steel Curtain, as it was called. Uh, absolute freak of nature. I mean, that team winning multiple championships. Uh, he was amazing. On the way so much. Uh, just absolute, uh, absolutely the player. For two. Uh, number one, I think is all pretty yep. unanimous here. I've got Lawrence Taylor. Yep. I mean, if you don't have a left tackle that's all pro, you are going to get lit up like two, three sacks a game. This guy was just an absolute menace. I mean, his physical mm-hmm. strength, his quickness, finesse rush, power rush. This guy literally had it all. Mm-hmm. Great run stuffer, um, hard hitter. He's just so symbolic of a dominant pass rusher, and he was able to do it for so long. I mean, what this guy's career records, his accolades, so many sacks is easily the number one uh, defensive player for me. Yeah, I mean, this was unmatchable. I'm pretty sure Drew has it too. It was pretty unanimous. You know, I mean, no one knew how to block this guy back when he played. He played through injuries. Uh, I think, I believe he got suspended one time. He's doing all this. He's recording his records. Just amazing player and no doubt. Yeah, my number one went to Lawrence Taylor as well. I mean, absolutely great player. Uh, a, a playmaker on that Giants defense back when the Giants were still good. Um, so, I I mean, there's not much left to say. The guy's an absolute beast. He's easily the best defensive player on the list. All right, so now we're going to get into some more current NFL news. Um, I was pretty shocked when I saw this, but once I thought it over, it made a bit more sense to me. Andy Dalton mm-hmm. signing to the Cowboys – uh, Jad, what were your uh, thoughts on this? Uh, uh, you know, I like the move for the Cowboys. He's a great backup. You get an insurance option. All jokes aside, he's not <laughs> yeah. better than Dak. I mean, I know I've, I've seen yes. some memes. I've said some memes. But it's nice to sign a veteran to make the QB room better. Right, uh, I like the signing for uh, Jerry Jones. I think this gives him a tremendous mm. leverage in the Dak situation because – well, obviously, Dak is still better than Dalton. Dalton's still a viable NFL starter who uh, can put up good numbers. I mean, he put up pretty solid numbers when the Bengals squad was healthy, and we all know how all the Cowboys fans are just so excited about their new skill positions that they're getting. So I think Dalton can easily just come in there, um, win like just as many games, probably just a few less than Dak would. Um, great insurance policy. Uh, I'm not going to wish injury upon player, but I think mm-hmm. this is going to pressure Dak because – before, they're going to be like, oh, you're not going to roll with your backup. I forgot his name. I don't Cooper know who Rush. Was. Yeah, he's attempted like four <laughs> passes in his entire career or something like that. But uh, but now they have an option here, so it'll be interesting yeah, to see how Yeah, I Dak think that this, this was project. all a big ploy to just get at Dak. I think that Jerry just showing like Dak, hey, we, we don't need you as much as you think that we do. Uh, I think that – and even if <laughs> yes. Dak like, doesn't re-sign with them, I mean – uh, what's it called? Uh, Andy Dalton is still going to be a quarterback. I mean, the Cowboys team, we've seen how – I mean, we've talked about how it, it's really lackluster, uh, how, how there are a lot of holes in the team itself. So I think that Dak, even if Dak mm-hmm. decides not to be a Cowboy anymore, I don't think it will significantly hurt the team. Dak is a pretty talented quarterback. He's definitely better than Andy Dalton, all jokes aside. Uh, but Andy Dalton <laughs> honestly would have uh impact as Dak would to his team, honestly. 
All right, so our next segment is uh, Jerry Jones forcing CeeDee Lamb to wear number 88. I'm going to get started here. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm a pro player guy. Jerry, you got to let CD Lamb be his own man. I'm sure I know you're happy you got CD Lamb, you know, your little friend you got back in Arkansas when you played Jerry Lamb. I'm sure old Jerry thinks it's a sign of God that there's someone named CD Lamb that's going to be in the Dallas Cowboys, and he just wants him to wear 88 to honor his friend. Jerry, if you want to honor your friend, wear a little 88 patch on yeah. your suit while he's sitting up there in the booth. But let, let CD Lamb be his own man. He wants to wear number 10 to honor DeAndre Hopkins, who he models his game after of. And I really don't see an issue, not to mention the historical significance of number 88 in Dallas. Well, I do think CD Lamb will be a great NFL receiver. It's a lot. Just automatically assume he's going to match yeah. uh, Michael Irvin, Des Bryant. Uh, I just want CD Lamb to be able to just be his own man yeah. and just let him wear number 10, Jerry. Like, come on. Um, players, uh, these players, very attached to their numbers. Like, it's one of those things that's just like, oh, I get to wear number 10. Like, I don't want to yeah, wear number 88. Yeah. It just makes you more excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it's just yeah. such an odd thing for an owner to do. After you draft the yes. player, you, I mean, they want to wear number 10. Like, no, you're wearing 88. I mean, just. I, it's not like a big thing, but it could be like a start of like an unhappy relationship. I mean, I wouldn't yeah, want to. I wouldn't want to like enter an organization and already be forced to do stuff. I mean, other than like yeah. working, obviously, like they they push you harder, but forced to wear a number. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen anything like that. Jerry Jones is just an <laughs> odd guy, and uh, I mean, I really don't yeah, know. How this I, I don't know why Jerry Jones yeah. would go and do something like that. That. It feels like he's just asserting his dominance over C.D. Lamb. I mean, the guy, he's just a kid. I Just let him pick his own number. I think it's honestly pretty disrespectful to Des Bryant and uh, Michael Irvin. I, I I don't know why you would you would make him wear number 88. I mean, he he's the player, not Jerry Jones, so I, I don't see why this is a huge issue. Just let C.D. Lamb play the game wearing the number that he wants to wear rather than Jerry Jody <laughs> Jerry Jody sorry Jerry Jones forcing his will on CD Lamb uh, yeah he I don't know why he he's doing it another thing too is you often see a uh, sort of father son type of relationship with Jerry Jones and his players you see him overpaying Ezekiel Elliott in my opinion overpaying Dak Prescott or not Dak mm-hmm. uh, overpaying Amari Cooper Oh yeah. Um, gets deals done with the O line. Uh, Jalen Smith. This guy just gets deals done left and right. All you have to do is say you want to be a cowboy for life, and boom, you're getting like at least twenty percent overpaid for your position. I mean, but it's really odd to see uh, Jerry just come out like this guy hasn't played a single NFL snap. Jerry's already going with the strict dad type of role, so I'll be interesting to see uh what happens uh for this guy's career. But our next uh topic NBA. Um, we all know, hopefully, the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. can just get some sort of version with that, if it's mm-hmm. safe, of course. But uh, there's been rumors that KD and uh, Kyrie can possibly return since there's been such a long break. So if KD and Kyrie return to the Nets healthy, can you see them being uh, NBA title contenders? Uh, Jad, what do you think about this? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so this year. I think KD would be too rusty off mm-hmm. the uh, Achilles injury. I mean, he won't be himself. He has to get back into rhythm before. And you're going to jump straight into the playoffs with uh, – I-, I think Kyrie would be fine, by the way. I think Kyrie would play. I mean, they'll both be rusty, but just KD hasn't played in such a long time. And to push him back mm-hmm. in that uh, fast-tempo game where the superstars play more and more, um, I-, I don't think the timing is right this year, but next year yeah. they could be really scary. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, – uh, Yeah, uh, I mean, ahead. I'm a 
I I used to be a Kyrie. <laughs> well, I would say I'm still a Ky- kind of a Kyrie fan. I just think that this next organization is really crippled because I mean you had the head coach be basically forced to leave. Uh, Katie Kyrie. If that combination works, I mean, the chemistry of the Nets team has got to be super low. I mean, you've got a bunch of players that are doing very well making the playoffs on their own, and then all of a sudden, KD and Kyrie, if they just show up and they're automatically starting over some of the players like Karis LeVert, uh, <laughs> I don't think he would start over Spencer Dinwiddie, but whoever the guard would be instead. Uh, I, I just feel like it's not the right move. Uh, I, sorry, sorry. I mean, I just don't think it's the right time for the Nets organization to make a finals. I don't know if they're even going to make it out of, like, the first round if they do come back. I think that Katie and Kyrie are good in their own right, but I think that together, mixed with the Nets kind of low morale, I don't know if it's going to be a great move. Uh, all right, looks like I'm going to be taking a contrary opinion to you guys. I believe mm-hmm. there absolutely can be playoff contenders. Oh. I mean, the playoffs are a uh, superstar game, and the Nets easily have the best collection of superstar talent in the Eastern Conference. And then the role players who've been starting to blossom into pretty good players. I wouldn't call them elite yet, but you've got Allen, Lavert, Dinwiddie. Uh, the only issue here is going to be chemistry, but not between KD and Kyrie because they're great friends on and off the court, but with the role players and Kevin Durant. Because one of these guys is going to have to go to the bench. And uh, it's going to be a huge knock to their ego. I mean, they're going to have, like, the snake coming back after an Achilles injury. They'll be like, I've been here all season. I've been improving. And then they just got this guy coming in. Uh, But if they're able to just figure it out chemistry-wise, I think they can easily have a chance. I mean, Giannis and the Bucks, we know what Giannis does in the Eastern Conference Finals. And um, then uh, Celtics, Jason Tatum, we'll see if he's able to take that next step. Kemba Walker's never really had playoffs in his career. So I think uh, KD and Kyrie, two highly experienced playoff veteran superstars, could easily make a run at the West mm-hmm. uh, to win the NBA Finals. All right, so next we'll be discussing um, if an NFC team can overtake the Niners mm-hmm. uh, as the Niners were the one seed. In um, the past year, Drew, uh, what do you, do you think? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think that another NFC team is going to be able to overtake them as of yet. I mean, the only other super big threat that I see is maybe the Saints. I mean, the Seahawks as well, but that's probably just me. Uh, yeah, the, the NFC conference is somewhat strong, but I feel like the Niners are a solid enough team that, is, that honestly did very well drafting, and they ha- already have – Good. Yeah. They got a dog. Yeah. That's <laughs> so I feel like their, their run scheme, I think that people are going to start to figure it out more, expose it a little bit more. But I, I don't really see anyone in the NFC topping them. I can really – I can see them making another Super Bowl run. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, though. I, I, that's just my opinion. Yeah, uh, I agree with Drew here. Actually, I disagree with his overall – Point. I don't. I think the Niners can easily be toppled. I mean, when your quarterback's throwing seven mm-hmm. pass attempts and you're going to the Super Bowl, they're going to figure out your run game eventually, <laughs> boys. Like you can only run so many jet sweeps. Debo. It's like it's it's going to happen eventually. Uh, lots of these. Uh, I believe these following teams can all be uh, facing the Saints or excuse me, the Niners in the NFC Championship game. Seahawks, Vikings, Saints, Bucks, and then the Cardinals. My surprise team of the year. Um, 
I think all of these guys, these teams, can easily just take down the Niners in one game. I mean, you saw the Cardinals. They came damn near mm-hmm. close to beating them. Add DeAndre Hopkins, add Isaiah Simmons, more experience for um, uh, Kyler Murray. I mean, Seahawks, Saints, we all know what they represent. Uh, Bucks, I believe they're coming with Tom Brady. And then the Vikings, I think they're – they're going to be an interesting position, losing Stefan Diggs, but I really like the Vikings' skill positions and what they're able to do overall. So I think it could easily happen. Yeah, um, I think a lot of teams have the potential to overtake the Niners. Uh, but one Aww. team in particular I have is the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, you didn't lose many pieces. I know, Drew, that makes you happy. Um, and I think actually potentially that Russell Wilson will have an MVP again, caliber again. season next year. And uh, mm. I think DK Metcalf takes that next step mm. and becomes a top okay. 10 wide receiver. It's a little bold, I know, but... Um, and I just think he has the weapons. Uh, we'll see what happens with the clowny situation. But yeah, I do think the Seahawks will be better than the Niners next year. All right, so our final segment before our love it, hate it is uh, can or should the Patriots tank for Trevor Lawrence and will the Patriots tank for Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stay here. Uh, I don't believe I don't think the Patriots are going to tank for Trevor. Uh, Bill Belichick is massive ego. Uh, he's going to want to try to win with Stiddy, uh, mm-hmm. try and prove to the world that he could win without Tom Brady. And this is just another example of Bill <laughs> Belichick's massive ego costing the New England Patriots. Um, time and time again, you're seeing this with Bill. Uh, we could do an entire segment on this uh, later on, but they should tank for Trevor. I mean, their <laughs> offense is so bad, it's literally not even funny. I mean, I saw this meme of – Julian of this kid like throwing a frisbee and then he like runs over, picks it up, throws it back to where he was. Like that's gonna be Julian Edelman this season. Like I feel so bad for this guy. I mean, they've got their best offensive weapon is Sony Michelle who took a massive decline next year. James White, I do like James White. Their tight ends are last in production last year. Um I really don't see them going anywhere with Jared Stidham. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so I don't really ever think a team should go into a season yeah. uh planning on tanking. I mean, I don't really think that's the right mindset. But if the Pats do tank for Trevor Lawrence, just suffer for one year, that could be 15 more years of success. It could be another duo, Belichick-Brady. Mm-hmm. Now it turns into Belichick-Lawrence. Uh, but I just – I don't I don't mm-hmm. see them planning on taking, tanking. Um, and honestly, it's not really an ego thing. It's just a morale thing. You don't want – you don't want the mm-hmm. players playing knowing that you're losing – not losing on purpose, right. but like – not really caring. Want to lose. Yeah, yeah. So, I um, think that yeah, – I, I, I th- The Patriots are definitely not going to tank next year. As Dylan said, uh, maybe a little bit less harsh, but Bill Belichick is too proud to kind of stoop down to, to uh, tanking <laughs> like that. I, he's going to be wanting to prove to the world that he can win without Tom Brady because – like I said earlier when we were talking about the whole situation, I think that he's under more pressure than Tom Brady is in Tampa. Uh, so Bill Belichick has to prove that he wasn't just getting carried by Tom Brady all his career. Uh, so I feel like – but personally, I think they honestly should tank because, like uh, like you guys said, Stidham is not a great quarterback. And they don't – they have an enormous depth at that <laughs> position since, I mean, of course, the GOAT left. So, I, I feel like they should tank, but I, I know they're not going to. Yeah, another thing, too, is even if they go all out to try to win, <laughs> I think the Bills are still better. I mean, they have one of the best defenses. I, knew it. I love their secondary. I'm a big fan of Josh Allen. He's one of the many, many young quarterbacks in the league that I like. But uh, that's going to wrap it up. Our final segment, obviously, one thing we love, one thing we hate. Uh, one thing I love. 
Drake's new songs. I mean, I could finally add mm-hmm. Chicago uh, Freestyle Wednesday one on my playlist. It's just another great piece of work by Drake. Um, I, I like lots of the songs. Uh, I believe it's a bit better than mm-hmm. uh, Baby's Deluxe, although I'm not entirely completed with it. Um, the one yeah, with 42 yeah, Doug, yeah, it's pretty reposting. overrated. I'm sorry, it is yeah, not I don't really like, like need it. to stop reposting that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I really like some of these songs. Uh, it's just another great piece of work by Drake, so that's one thing I love. I, one thing I hate is, Aww. okay, so as you guys know, I'm in Ramadan right now. And uh, basically, you can't eat uh, from dawn to, uh, or from sunrise to sunset. And um, so I <laughs> usually stay up till 5 a.m., because um, that's when the uh, sun rises and then go to sleep. And so then my cleaner, he's cleaning today. At 9.30 a.m., he comes jamming at my that's door. That's why you were up so early. Yeah, he comes jamming at my door oh with my a gosh. vacuum. I-, I get four and a half hours of sleep while fasting. I was like, I just, I was like there is no way Jad is supposed to be up at 10.30 a.m. <laughs> it just really Aww. pissed me off. I had to go downstairs. I kind of felt, like, pretty crappy and, like, I've been having to suffer today and this still well, an interesting take on Ramadan. Religious <laughs> festival turned big mistake. Um so I for today's love it, this one actually goes down goes out to our fans. Uh we've been getting some very nice reviews on our podcast and that really made my day yesterday to see a lot of you guys leave your comments, your positivity on our yeah. Apple podcast. Uh Really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep the keep the comments coming uh, as long as they're not like one star reviews. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make sure you guys follow that. Um, you know, follow our Instagram, try and talks Twitter if you guys have it. I don't know if you have any posts on that on Twitter, but it's just a great uh, resource. Uh, so we will see you guys on our next episode. Already, thank you. Will be coming out shortly. So see you guys.